Aloha. What's up, girl? Yeah, like I felt like that was the over overnight shift CGI people. Hello and welcome. We are back from the ballerlifestyle.com. It's the Baller Lifestyle Podcast. My name is Brian Beckner. Thanks for jumping in the mix. Episode 325 of the show. Uh, super stoked that you are a fan. Thanks for coming back. If you haven't already, Ed and I are rolling right now. We're doing, we're basically doing a show plus a subscriber bonus show every week. We're kind of, we kind of like hit a little groove and we're doing two a week. Now, if you're not a subscriber, you're only hearing one, but just know there's a, there's, you have access to a second show. Now, if you happen to download the show at a certain time where I was confused last week, you got a free bonus episode, okay? Because I got a lot of people were saying it doesn't show up in their feed. Apparently, when you subscribe to the show, you get a second feed is what I'm being told. You get a, you get the regular baller lifestyle in your on your uh, Apple Podcasts. Because nobody's nobody's got Google Play. When I look at, you can see like how most people listen, and it's like almost exclusively people listen on their phones, and mostly via Apple Podcasts. So you have you should have two feeds for the show if you're a subscriber. I think that's how it works. I might have to just pay the five bucks and subscribe to my own show so I can see for myself because a lot of people complaining personal friends of mine are like asking lots of questions. Where's the show? And I'm like, Hey, you live in, you live in Texas. It's, it's fucking 7am where I live. Just give me a minute and I'll put the show on the internet. So just hold up. Uh, but I'm, I'm really stoked. Any of you that are subscribing and we're trying to do right by you. We're giving you more content. And so we have another show, another subscriber show that we, we recorded a couple days ago. That's in the can. Hashtag Telly Two Putts, um, but uh, I haven't dropped it yet. So, um, you know, you're you're hearing this show. You'll probably you could probably look tomorrow on your um, bonus content feed, and you'll see yet another Baller Lifestyle podcast. Maybe I'll start putting those out on. Fridays. I don't know. I got to think about it. It's actually doesn't really matter. I think you just put them out when they're ready. So. Um, Subscribe is the point. Go to go to theballerlifestyle.com. There's a there's a link at the top of the page where you can subscribe. Five bucks a month will get you all the bonus content. Or you can do the $50 a year option, which saves you 10 bucks. Um, whatever you want to do. We really appreciate it. We love you guys. Thank you for that. Thank you for patronizing us. Uh, I am joined now, as I am every single week on the show, by Mr. Ed Daly. Ed, what's up? Um, I wanted to thank lots of the listeners for buying my book. Yes. I appreciate it. Um, I have, um, I've tried to send out some, uh, book plates. Uh, I have a few that still have to go out, but like, it's weird going to a fucking mailbox. It's, it's weird. The whole mail process has been, uh, I have the supplies and I, 
you know, I enjoy my mail service for sure. Yeah. But the mailbox is far from me. Oh, like the, I, what, you don't got outgoing from the building. Oh, yeah, I mean, I don't trust that. The, what? That guy, the guy I, I tried that one time and like, there's just, there's my, it's, I don't trust my building. There's just a mess everywhere. Like people will say, Oh, here's some, here's a box of CDs and they'll drop that on top of where. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Columbia house. (laughs) No, but it'll be like, Oh, here's some, here's some old DVDs. I don't want, or here's, you know, (laughs) it's like, you know, people just like take it. Here's my PlayStation two games. Do you want (laughs) Just People will put boxes there. Like, you know, when you live, you know, it, like there's a place to put the outgoing mail. Yeah. And it's just, I, people also drop off shit that they think, well, maybe I don't need this, but maybe someone in my building. Yeah. And when you have a hundred unit building, yeah. there's just bound to be some people that ruin it for everybody. Most people know not to do shit like that. So I actually go to a mailbox. It just happens to be kind of, I mean, it's all relative, but you know, it's like a 15 minute walk to the mailbox. It's not like I, the mail is, is very close for me to drop it off. So, uh, I, it's a long winded way of saying I, I'm going to put a few more in the mail tomorrow, but, uh, but thank you. Um, I appreciate it. Yes. And again, if you like it or just don't hate it, go give it a five star review. That helps. Yeah. But, um, yeah. that's, that's it. Give it a review. Ed's book and review our podcast. The reviewing ups the ups the viewability in the uh, right in the uh, algorithm. It's hard for me to think of that word. Algorithm. You Ed, you were talking about how people just leave stuff, and it got me sidetracked because one of my neighbors moved out. Not that it's that important, but by far my most attractive neighbor. Moved Was out. this the one who, who saw you uh, getting the delivery of cores? No, so that's a Bank different one. Here? That's a different one. She, her, she and I are cool, but this is a different neighbor. And they moved out. And you know how, like, sometimes people will leave, especially here where I live, people will just leave stuff kind of on the street, like furniture or just like household goods. And somebody, for yeah. the most part, will come pick it up. And if that, what you were talking about got me thinking about that because these people moved and they left a few items on the street and you don't watch, but the listeners watch because I definitely added a picture of what they left to my Insta story. I could have a shower right before bed or maybe take an Uber and get some loaded on my Insta story. Don't be boring on my so if you follow me on Instagram a few days ago, I made a post showing what my neighbors left outside. Item one, an Epson printer. Okay. Black in color. I, I mean, I've, I've, I've gone through about 50 of those yeah, over the years. It's just because they're cheap, but they don't last that long. Right. The, 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 ink dries up inside of them because you're not printing every day. And the ink is so expensive that it just makes sense to just buy another $70 printer with the ink already in it. So there's a, there's a, there was a printer out there as well as a pair of, and I forgive me, I didn't get close enough to check the size, a pair of decent shape, white 
low top Converse Chuck Taylors. And mm. they use shoes. Yeah. I mean, it's, I'm not like, to, I mean, I kind of am above it, but not completely. And then additionally, two tins of chickpeas, AKA garbanzo beans. Just sitting. Is that up. what garbanzo beans are? Yeah. Chickpeas. chickpeas? Yeah. The uh, update as of today, Chuck Taylor's no longer available as are not the chickpeas. All that remains is the Epson printer. Yeah, well, the Epson printer, it's just, it's not worth it. It, it really isn't. It's, I, they work fine for a little while, but then eventually... Yeah. You just yeah. got to move on, but you almost, I, we go through, we go yeah. through an Epson, like probably uh, between 18 and 24 months. We, 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 I've never had an Epson for like six years or something. No, I had an HP last printer I had. And now, you know, I go to an office every day. So if there's anything I, I absolutely need to print, I can do it at work. But these days, like ball game tickets are on your phone. Concert tickets, assuming yeah, yeah. those things ever Become a thing again. Yeah. Um, Ball game tickets, boarding passes. The one thing you got to make sure of is that that battery on that phone's charged up. You're better off buying one of those portable chargers, like a second battery pack for your phone than a printer. What do you use a printer for? Are you making a flyer? You having a party? You'd send out a text for that anyway. Um, So yeah. Hey, you got a book out? Uh, yeah, the book is called Heroes and Jerks. Yeah, that's right. All right. Um, um, but, yeah. you know, I, I, a little funny story. Yeah. I was just messing around. Like, yeah. I, I got a pop-up ad for Cameo, and I was like, let me see if I can get one of these uh, clowns or legends yeah. to, to, to talk about yeah. my book. What's now? Bef- so I found, like, yeah. one of the cheaper people I could find. Because I was like, well, what is Willis? What is Todd Bridges? He's 75 bucks. And, you know, like for a joke that's not that funny, 75 bucks is a little bit much. Steep. That's steep. And then there are some people that it's like, oh, you know, $400 for this. Like Eli Braden charges seven. Former guest of the show, friend of the show, Eli Braden charges 75 bucks. He doesn't even like it. And he'll write you an original song. Yeah. When when I got him to uh, do something for us. His his going rate was uh, a lot less. Right, right. He's he's upped it because it's hard work. Yeah, he was charging about twenty five bucks when I got. So who'd you Um, who'd you settle on? So I got Larry Wilcox, (laughs) John Baker, (laughs) aka John John Baker. Baker. Yeah. What was it? Uh, Seven Mary. Seven Mary three and four. Seven seven Mary three. Right. Yeah. He was three, I think. Yeah, I think you're right. Um. So. You know, I just gave him the instruction. Hey, just give a shout out to my book. Say it's great. Buy it on Amazon. Yeah. <laughs> and then he's like, well, I can't say it's great because I didn't read it. And it, you know, fine. Hold on. Hold on. Didn't didn't he go to the joint for some penny stock deal that he was trying to push? <laughs> well, I, I Googled. I thought he was going to the joint, but I think he avoided the pokey by by doing some community service. Also, you could just be like, you don't have to actually endorse the book. You could be like, Hey, 
uh, buy Ed Daly's book. I heard it's great. Or just say it's yeah, great. Goes, you don't have to I say I read it. it. It's great. He goes, I don't know if it's great. I didn't oh read it, what but a, I heard it's great. What he a, like, I heard he's a good writer, what a which fine. Whatever. The whole point, I, I'm still cool with John Baker. He, he was but, supposed to be the star of that show, by the way. that He's pissed because – Ponch came yeah. out of nowhere. Yeah, he's a Mexican guy with an Italian name that doesn't get explained. But he was he he emerged out of nowhere to instantly become the star of that show. And, yeah, and John Baker was pissed because he was supposed to be the star. And let's be honest, John Baker he's a little he's weak beautiful. in the charisma department. Oh, he's handsome, he, of course. He was he was handsome, but yeah. he was he was he didn't have half the charisma of Estrada. Yeah. Um. So anyway. I thought it would be kind of funny, you know, just uh, it's not I mean, it, I'm just sending it out to people that already know me. So it was just like a silly thing to do. Right. Um, and it was fine. And it cost me twenty seven dollars. So yeah. it's fine. Yeah. Yeah. No, that's good. And I got like another thing. And I, I saw this. This one was 20 bucks. And I was like, oh, yeah. I think uh, I think I think he should do something for our show. Yeah. And so I just sent it to you. Oh, okay. What well, I'm going to play. I have not, I specifically, Ed and I made a pact that I would not check this out. So I'm just going to play it cold right now. And then after, after you play it, then I'll tell you what I told him to say. And he, he kind of missed the mark. So I, I just opened it up and I'll be honest. <laughs> it's the, the play icon yeah. is directly on the guy's face. Oh, so you don't even know. It kind of looks like Barry Melrose. But he, he's he's not wearing a sweet suit like Barry Melrose. So honestly, I cannot tell who it is. So I'm just I'm Pretty just gonna I'm just gonna play it. Hey Ed, congratulations on Ballers Podcast. And you're right, they do have the greatest theme, Magnum PI. I love it like you do. And truly I wish you aloha. Oh my God. It's, it's Rick Orville, Wright From, yes, from Magnum right. PI. how, okay. First of all, hold on, hold on, hold on, 20 bucks. hold on. I'm going to play this again. So let, let me know, but, yeah. but you should hear it after I tell you what I said. Oh, okay. All right. So <laughs> I said, I wrote, I mean, you just, you're given like 120 characters, something like that. Yeah. Like just make it pretty quick. Yeah. And it said, hey, um, I'd like you to I, I said something like uh, just give a shout out to the Baller Lifestyle podcast and tell Brian the Magnum P.I. theme song is the greatest theme song on Earth. Wow, he just couldn't he just couldn't because that, that because that was what we were debating in the theme song right. contest. They lost in the first round. I know. So I just thought it would be kind of a funny thing. Very. And, you know, we were. Yeah, Rick. Um, yeah, TC was not on there. I, I certainly would have gone TC, but Rick was, you know, fun enough character. I mean, first of all, he's tough to recognize for several reasons. He's not wearing a Hawaiian shirt. Well, no, he's remember he always wore the French collar and cuffs. Right, right, right that's right. He's not wearing the French. Yeah, yes, yeah, no. that was his style. But also, and I imagine my man's in his 70s these days, he's been living hard. Like this, the way he's, he sounds like he's, he, you know, 
Yeah. He had a few belts of whiskey and then recorded this. It sounds like that. I don't know that he did it. I'm going to, I'm definitely going to be sharing this video to my Insta story so that, or just even a hard post because this is amazing, but my man's lived hard. But I thought the Aloha could be part of our drops. No, I like it. Yeah, we're gonna we're definitely gonna add it in. It looks like he's got a pretty nice house. Like has he got some yeah, residuals? There's a lot of space behind whereas whereas Larry Wilcox yeah. he might be living in a storage facility. Oh well, he's he probably had his wages garnished. garnished. Yeah, he, but he might be in a shed. Let's see if let's see if Rick Orville Wright has a uh has a Wikipedia so we can see Larry Manetti, obviously because I don't, I'll be honest, I don't recall seeing Larry Minetti in any other shows. Oh, he's got this, <laughs> he's got the same birthday as my niece. Oh. July 23rd, 1947, 72. He looks at, at occupation, actor, memoirist. <laughs> So he's he studied acting. He's from Chicago. Magnum PI. He was on it eight years. That was probably a good paycheck. If you save your money, it was 80s money, but still. Oh, whoa, hold on. It was announced on January 24, 2013, that Manetti had joined CBS's revived version of Hawaii 5 did they just give him like a cameo? Didn't they? What was it? Kamaki Ma? Uh, I forget the name of the, the bar. King Kamehameha Club? Kame, Kamehameha. Yeah. yeah. Um, in the recurring role of Nikki the Kid DeMarco, the character is described as a local lounge legend who back in the day was mentored by one, the one and only Frank Sinatra. In October 2019... He appeared in the revival of Magnum P.I. playing the same character. Now, based on the his condition in this cameo that you purchased of him, Ed, <laughs> it's I'm stunned that he is able, to, he's employable. He just, do, yeah. he doesn't seem healthy. Well, I'm... Um- <laughs> <laughs> on his, uh, you know, like trivia page of IMDb, it says friends with Shirley Jones. Is she alive? Sure. David she, Cassidy, right. not alive. Right. Telly Savalas, not alive. Yeah. Well, Telly Savalas would be like 100 years old now, right? Who's Randolph Mantooth? Oh, Randolph, <laughs> Randolph Mantooth is the, is the other. Remember we did. Remember, we, oh, you weren't here when we did um, Roadhouse. One Roadhouse. of the, one of the guys in Roadhouse was one of the paramedics from Emergency. Remember that oh, show, yeah. Emergency? Randolph Mantooth is the other guy, not the guy in Roadhouse. He's very handsome, Randolph Mantooth, or he was. Oh, okay. And what a name, by the way, Randolph the Mantooth. Name. Get the fuck out of here. I believe Randolph Mantooth also did a tour on like Days of Our Lives and or As the World Turns, neither which were uh, ABC soap operas, which were my preferred soap operas. Of course, All My Children, followed by One Life to Live, which was then followed by The Goat, the greatest of all time, General Hospital. Oh, he's also friends with Sundown from Top Gun. Wait, which one's Sundown? 
that the black the, guy? Uh, the black, the guy? black guy, yeah. Clarence Gilliard, also the nerd uh, computer guy in Die Hard. Remember that? I remember that. <laughs> uh, you know, somebody, you know, we did Die Hard. And I, I, I keep going off on these tangents, but it's important. So, you know, I question myself because we did Die Hard and somebody's, somebody on Twitter was like, "How? why are um, USC and Notre Dame playing on New Year's Eve? Which is right. or, or Christmas Eve. And I'm like, that's a good point. And then somebody else is like, actually, Die Hard takes place on the uh, day after Thanksgiving, November 25th. No, it does not. And I'm like, and I'm like, that can't be right. And then no. it was on the other night and they say several times that it's Christmas Eve. It's it, the one thing you know about it. Yes. Like it. It's a Christmas Eve movie. That's what it is. It's a Christmas Eve movie. You watch it on Christmas because it's a Christmas movie. It it takes place on Christmas Eve. And yet I let, I let some, I, and I know that, but I let some doubt creep into my mind because you know how people, this is a white guy thing. Right. When, when people, when people are super confident, no, they're just, they'd say it like they know it. And white guys have that, have the balls, you know? And I'm like, ah, I must be wrong. Cause I don't, you know, I'm not like an expert. Right. But that neither is that asshole. Right. Okay. Yeah. Um, yeah. And, all, and, you know, just back to the Christmas point. Yeah. I remember the writer of that movie pointed out Die Hard has like seven Christmas songs. White Christmas, the movie has one Christmas song. White Christmas. And there's only like two scenes in that entire movie that are Christmas time. Yeah. Everything else is like in the summer and bullshit like that. Whereas Die Hard, it's all about a Christmas party and the terror. Um, yeah, it's, of course it's a Christmas movie. Oh my God. Hold on. I'm getting texts here. Um, well, uh, Larry Minetti has connections and he obviously works and, oh, another thing, just a little promotion for, um, Larry Minetti. Two books you got to buy. First book, of course, Heroes and Jerks. Father's Day is coming up on Sunday. Get that, order it for your dad, get it for his Kindle. Your dad loves history. He's going to want to know the stuff in there, heroes and jerks. And then after you buy that, then you're going to need to go on Amazon and buy Aloha Magnum, Larry Minetti's Magnum (laughs) PI memories. Amazing. Written by Larry Minetti and Chip Silverman, 1999 Renaissance books. Go out, go, go out and get that. And you'll be able to read the words of this guy. Right here. Hey, Ed, congratulations on Baller's podcast. And you're right. They do have the greatest theme, Magnum P.I. I love it like you do. And truly, I wish you aloha. So he thinks we do a podcast. He thinks the theme of the show <laughs> is Magnum PI. When you requested, like that I he said, say, there's only like two sentences. I said, I just shout out the Bowler Lifestyle Podcast and tell Brian Magnum PI has the greatest theme song of all Man, time. Something he, like that. If he just would have said my name, I mean, <laughs> just. I, <laughs> What's what could be better? Oh, what a legend! What? You got your take. <laughs> what an absolute legend! Amazing, amazing. Larry Minetti, Rick Orville, Wright. But I, I warn you, falling down the cameo rabbit hole is dangerous because you're like, 
well, it'd be kind of fun, but you know, it all adds up. But Larry Minetti didn't add up too much. It was only 20 bucks. I, uh, I wonder who I'm going to go on there and look, I wonder who like, could I get a Steve Sachs? There are a lot of athletes. Athletes tend to be cheap. Like I saw NBA, former NBA player, Kendall Gill was charging 20 bucks. Kendall Gill. He's good. Kendall good. And he was a bad motherfucker on NBA jam. Yes. He was on the Hornets with uh, Larry um, grandma Johnson. Yeah. Yeah. He was a stud. Um, but uh, yeah, you can get some random uh, athletes. So Steve Zacks might be on there. Oh, he should be. Steve Steve Sachs. Packing. That's right. That's, that's the rumor. He'd do the old wristwatch tri- trick on you. Uh, okay, let's do a couple emails here, and then we'll get. Unless you, I mean, I can't imagine you. I if you uh, if you led with Larry Manetti drunk doing a cameo. <laughs> misspoken no shout out to the show. One. I don't think you have something more. Yeah. I mean, I, I'm very thankful for everybody contributing to our show, but just, I want you to know I contribute too. Cause I just provided Larry Minetti. Big time. It's amazing. It's beautiful. Uh, okay. Quick, couple quick emails, ballers, hashtag current episode, hashtag every episode, hashtag Friday facts. Ed's book arrived yesterday. And just starting it today, poolside. Oh, that is the flex right there. Nothing better than reading a book outdoors. Been enjoying your movie reviews, especially the nitpicks you guys point out. I have one that I see in almost every movie and TV show. Is it how the coffee cup is always empty and they're pretending like there's liquid in it? I was just last night. Or the fact that they brush their teeth with no toothpaste. Yes. I was just last night watching the game with David Fincher with uh, Michael Douglas. Oh, I like that movie. I haven't seen it in a long time. Great movie. And Michael Douglas is like sipping some coffee or tea and there's clearly nothing in the mug. (laughs) You know, it doesn't have to be a hot liquid. It's worse when it's worse when they have like the Starbucks cups with the lid and they're like holding them and you could tell there's no weight to them. Right. Put a lick. Put some water in there. Yeah. They had uh, Norm drinking fake beer on Cheers yes. the whole time. Yes. Except for the finale where he was shit faced. Oh, really? Is that true? Well, you know, like when they they oh, did yeah. like the after party at Cheers, oh, and the yeah. entire Cheers oh, crew yeah. was smashed. Oh, what a blast! Uh, people wearing shoes in the house all the time. Oh, you know yes. what? I just saw. Oh, oh, it's in the movie we watched last night. Oh yeah, or this that we're discussing this week. The protagonist. We'll, we'll talk about it when we get in. We'll, get, we'll go in depth in the show. But the protagonist comes home, stomps upstairs in some dirty ass boots, and jumps into bed with his wife. <laughs> Unbelievable! And I I notice it all the time. People get on furniture with shoes in shows. Um, I would if I would have done that as a kid, I would have been beaten like a dog by my parents. <laughs> but, yeah. But I have noticed in Texas, a lot of people do it and give me hell for taking mine off because they value their freedoms there. Thoughts. I would be curious what you coastal elite liberals think about it. <laughs> also, what is the mask situation in California and New Jersey these days? In Texas, they almost shame a person for wearing one now. That is from Doug, the Canadian Living Doug, in Houston. That's a good one. Ed, where, um, where, where would you like to start there? Well, I'm all about the mask. I will wear a mask 
I'll be the last person still wearing a mask. When I get a vaccine, the mask goes away, yeah. but I'm not, I'm a, I'm a mask. You got the Eric Roberts mask. You, yeah. I you got an Eric Roberts it. mask. You revealed too, it on so. your Instagram. So I'm Peacock and the uh, yeah. Eric Roberts, but I, you know, I, enough that you can feel better about surfaces and this and that, like it, the more information, but they still say like the mask is the best thing. Yeah. Yeah. So it's not that hard, uh, but yeah. as far as the, the shoes indoors, I do remember, I think it's become more widespread yeah. But I do remember sometimes you'd be like, hey, can you take your shoes off? And they're like, what are you, Japanese? Yeah. You know, like, it's, they're, just, they're used to be, it's just a, why? Yeah, it just dirty. doesn't make any sense. Your shoes are for the outdoors. Yeah. Inside, take them off, you animal. Yeah, you're, you're like, you're walking. Would you ever go to a urinal? Oh, hey, hey, why don't you walk through some piss and then walk into my house? Or, you know how some, some people drive like an old Land Rover or something that's leaking everywhere or a, or a Datsun or driving a B210 around and it's leaking a bunch of oil. And then you're just, you think your shoes are immune from stepping in that and bringing it into my house. Just as a rule, kick your shoes off, especially, but now like, I mean, no one's ever gone into somebody's house again. Right. Like, I don't think so. I think that's out. How's like you're this, COVID is the greatest gift of all to Ed Daily because shared food yeah. is, I mean, that's just, that's a thing of the past. There's never going to be another potluck. Well, on the 15th, New Jersey opened up like restaurants with outdoor seating. And um, I think pretty soon they'll like space out 25% capacity yeah. and restaurants. Yeah. And I already have a couple of people being like, Hey, so when are we getting beers? I don't, I'm still out on that. It's I'm tough. not, I'm not going, I'm not tough. going to restaurants. It's tough. It's tough. And I, I have a, yeah. I have a nice, I have a nice sized back patio yeah. for Hoboken. Yeah. Not for fucking Doug and his pool side, but it's, right. it's good for Hoboken. Right. Um, but I've started to at least just have some distant beers with people. What? Like neighbors? In the backyard. No, no, like bu a buddy, like, buddies. like a buddy. And it's like, you know, nobody's coming in my house, but we can have a couple. What if he's got, a, what if your buddy's got to take a piss? <laughs> that's, that's when it's time to go. No, he's no, not. No, 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 no. Cause I have a, the, the bathroom I'm in right now yeah. is downstairs. Yeah. I have a duplex. And so the downstairs leads to the patio. So yeah, I'll let him use that. And then oh. I'll. Yeah, you know, the Clorox wipes yeah. at the end of the month. <laughs> um, so, yes, people wear masks here. And so when I go to the grocery store or anything like that, yes, I definitely have a mask on. Except, Although, for, that woman, except for that woman, the mask anti-mask lady right, who went viral right, right by you. Yes, she's at the, at the Gelson's a couple she miles away. Yes. She was yes. crazy. <laughs> uh, yeah, so I, I think we're we're on the same page. Doug, the Canadian living in Houston, thank you for that. Um, here's another one, uh, movie suggestion. I would love to hear you guys review the 1980 unintended comedy starring John Travolta and Deborah Winger, urban cowboy. Oh, that could be something. It's one. Cause isn't this like a, um, I've never seen it, but isn't there were like trying to capitalize on his, um, on the, what's the one where he, Saturday night fever. Right. Right. Cause there's, it's dancing. Isn't there dancing in this as well? Urban cowboy. 
Am I wrong? Yes, there is. There is some. It's it's one of those movies that's so bad it's good. And if you need an urban urban cowboy aficionado to help break down the movie, my services are available. Longtime listener, first time emailer, Angelo in Katy, Texas. Well, Angelo, if we do that movie, <laughs> that's a pretty funny. That's a pretty funny thing to be like. This is my uh, this is my uh, lane yeah, right he, here, he, urban. He, yeah, well, I appreciate the hell out of it. Also, I like that he shot a shot. I appreciate that, Angelo. Uh, I will say this. You can, if we ever do Urban Cowboy, you're welcome to call the voicemail line. With we'll, your you, we'll, we'll yield the floor to you. Right. For- 949-464-TBLS-8257. Um, thank you for the recommendation. And one more. This is from LSU Lala. Can you get into how you've become buddies with Travis and Jason? Thought it might be a good topic for the private show if you run out of topics. Oh, okay. Well, um, yeah. I mean... I guess I'll make a note and we'll talk, we'll discuss that on the right on the private show. How'd you, I'll save the email and we'll discuss it on next week's. Uh, I, I never know what to call that subscriber bonus, bonus content. content, bonus content show. Uh, okay. Thank you. Guys. So what, uh, yeah. Real quick. What movies do we have? In the queue. I know I suggested to you last night. There's so uh, many, there's so many, there's so many, but yeah, we got to, I would like to do, I would like to do Cobra. I feel like it's, we're not Cobra. far off from another Stallone. I, we were talking. I think Wall Street would be funny because okay, write Daryl, that down. Hannah, Daryl Hannah is an interior decorator and she's the worst. Like she's very attractive, yeah. but yeah, she, her style is the worst. It, it's jarring how bad the decoration is in that movie. Well, Sue, so I'm interested to see that because I was, I'm noticing now that interiors design wise 80s design is very hot right now and if you have a grandma that decorated her house in the 1980s and that shit all that white lacquer shit that she bought is pristine Mm -hmm. that futuristic looking white lacquer yeah or like the crinkle finish stuff or like the burl wood even some of that like Traj Oak shit that was out back then. Very hot right now. So I'm wondering if I'm going to be watching Wall Street and be like, oh, I want that. I want that like Art of Olivia painting or that um, that that rose and teal uh, carpet. You see that, but remember when we did uh, fuck but, uh, St. Elmo's, St. Elmo's Fire. Classic. But remember the decorating? Didn't they put like the Nike swoosh in the back of their Apartment. There yeah. was. They just. Had, they had weird shit going she, on. Um, Jules had a setup. Yeah, she had like one. She had like a neon or something. Or oh one yeah, there night. was like there, there was no this this huge grotesque face made yes. of neon. Yes. Yes. I know. Yeah. yeah okay. Just bad Wall Street. We just talked about on our bonus content. We were talking about Point Break. I feel like that would. That's a good candidate. That would be a good one. Somebody else was just telling me some movies the other day. The th- problem is, is that we get inundated and it's hard to keep right. track. Those are all good ones. Um, we talked about some on the bonus content that I've already forgotten, but yeah, I'm open. We'll just pick one of those and we'll just keep rolling through them for now. 
seems to be yeah. seems to be working out that we do the story type stuff on our because there's not a lot of real stories. I know, but I mean, the, even the real stories. Yeah. There's some funny ones, but like some of the real stories are like Ted Cruz is offering up Jim Jeffries to wrestle seventy year old Ron Perlman. Yeah, that's a little weird. Like, just there's those are the kind of stories. And there's all, not. Nothing's happening. Imagine being like, hey, I disagree with you, so you should um <laughs> wrestle, you should wrestle this other guy while I observe. My co my coworker. Yeah. And <laughs> also, isn't um Jim Jordan the guy that was like letting the the uh um, yeah. the who's ignoring the Ohio State like, rapey? Yeah, they, they'd go in there and be like, I need treatment. And the and the uh, doctor or whatever, physical therapist, would just like start jerking the guy off. And Jim Jeffries would be like, huh? or Jim Jeffries, Jim Jordan I, would be like, hey, no big deal. I saw nothing. Right. He was like, uh, hey, he like Sandusky did. Yeah. Yeah. Right. It's Penn State, Ohio State. Well, he, he paternoted it. Yeah. But yeah, exactly. Turn the other, turn right. a blind eye. That's right. Uh, okay. One quick voicemail. Okay. He's so easy to hate. Your time he likes to waste. His calls are far from great. His calls are far from great. He's such a stupid fuck. He seems down on his luck. His voicemails really suck. His voicemails really suck. No one's enjoying him. He's so annoying. Plus so fucking boring and worthless. But he's got nothing else to do. And he's even worse than ish, 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 ish. His thoughts are useless shit, 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 shit. He's fat and got big tit, 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 tits. He's Manuel Ingonia. Uh, okay. Quick voicemail here. Baller brethren. This is Luke from Fort Collins. What's up? That's Brian, I noticed. Jay Stu, right? Longtime follower Jay Stu's on. <laughs> that was so weird. Instagram. He did that. That was his first instinct. Oh, he follows me. Jay Stu has 20 or close to nearly 20,000 followers last night. Let's look. <laughs> and then he sends messages to us. Hey, can you guys retweet this? Yeah, I think I've called him out on that too many times. I mean, I've never asked anybody to retweet anything. Lot. Yeah, I know. Uh, Jason Stewart. For a while, he was Jason Stewart. Fifteen. He must have acquired. He, he must have acquired his own name. Okay, let's see. Co-creator of my son Jacob Sports TV. Oh, he's dropped. He probably had a lot of fake ones. Seventeen, seventeen point five thousand followers. Seventeen thousand. I dropped from like three thousand to twenty five hundred. I think I had like thirty six hundred peak, and now I think I'm I might be under three grand. And I've never like I got to I like had three thousand followers in like twenty ten. Yeah, me too. It was fun in the beginning. It's like oh, all these people are following you, and you get retweeted by somebody else, and you get seventy new followers. Yeah, that's all gone away. Yeah, it's done. Um, okay, let's let him finish. Just a lot of Slayer songs. Hold on, hold on. Let's let him start again because we interrupted him. No, he's talking about Baller Brethren. This is Luke from Fort Collins. What's up, Brian? I've noticed a lot of Slayer songs show up in your uh, Instagram stories. 
So here's my hellfire, brimstone, molten lava take. Slayer's riffs are better than their solos. Banquet beer, cheers. Oh, yeah, I would agree with that. There's, oh, my God. He's playing some Slayer. It's hard to tell. It sounds like Hella Waits. Uh, yeah, Slayer's a thrash band. Like, of course. They're, they're, they're riff gods. I love Slayer. I actually had tickets to the, the final Slayer show of all time, and I, and I gave them up to go spend Thanksgiving with some people that I will never speak to again. So, <laughs> Connor would have rather have gone to Slayer. That's how I felt. I went to the Knicks Bulls. Charles Smith gets his shot blocked like 70 times. You got to go up with authority, Charles Smith. Like you're 6'10". Fucking went up. Well, he also got fouled like four times on that play. That's why they did it back um, then. Yeah, but, but I got offered a lot of money as a high school junior, maybe high school senior, junior. And, um. I was like, no, fuck this. I'm going to this Knicks game. And then they lost. And I just thought back, man, I could really go for $250 right now. Yeah. But you, you just don't get that back. Totally. Yeah. It's, uh, you got, there's a lot of those. There's a, a, a lot of times, like if I have tickets to a concert or something and it's like, I'm realizing that it's, it's suddenly become a tough ticket to get, or my seats are really good. I'm like, what it? What if I just stay? And it's a long drive. I'm like, what if I just stayed home and sold them? But I always opt for the thing. Our close friend of the show, Travis Rogers, famously turned down a ticket to game one of the 1988 World Series. Oof. To go water, to go water skiing in Lake Castaic. Oh, that's a tough one. Yeah. What's tough is he gave up tickets to. Now, arguably the greatest home run in the history of the World Series, at least the modern World Series. And then, two, what's tough is picturing Travis Rogers and his weird body on water skis. <laughs> hey, that's the hardest. That's the hardest part of the whole situation. Uh, okay, we're talking about. So we we watched a movie this week. It stars the beautiful greatest. Living actor we have right now, Gerard Butler. It's called Angel Has Fallen. If there's not a commercial, oh yeah, let's watch the trailer. Interesting choice of song. You must really like fishing, Mr. President. (laughs) It's cold out here. Sorry. Anything to get out of DC for a while. Mike? I'm selecting you for Secret Service here. Congratulations. I'll give him my best shot, sir. Manny's on his way. What is that? Are they bats? It's fucking drones is what it is. (laughs) Don't move! Don't move! I'm coming to you! You're coming at your mark! Get him in the water, Kim! Go! So, I got you. Going under. Dive deep. Dive deep. That's what they say on my favorite Instagram account, buttsnorkeler.com. You're in a 
assassination attempt on the president. Mike Bannon, Oof. you're being charged Jada. with the attempted murder of the president of the United States. The president's top guardian angel has fallen. Can't you see that I'm being set up? You have a collect call from Mike. I mean, the money had to be good for this because they got some people in it. The president's not safe. They're going to try and finish the job. And I'm not going to stop until I prove who did this. I love you. Uh, How did you find me? Nick fucking Nolte. I want security for the president. How do you think, Dad? I need your help. Stayed sober for a few days for this. Was he though? Tough to know. Framed. Uh. Don't worry about finding me. I'll find you. Fuck yeah, he will. Listen to me. We're gonna make a move. Now people are gonna fall. But not you. So we're talking Angel has fallen. And by the way, this is on Netflix. Part of the reason so this good. was chosen is because, yeah. like, it, you know, mo- a lot of people have Netflix. So this is a movie you can access. I Pause would, it if you haven't seen it and then go. I would, I would strongly encourage you to stop whatever you're doing right now. Like, if you're, like, if you're holding an infant, just drop it. Just drop <laughs> it on the ground and go turn on your. So TV. this is the third of the series, right? Yeah. So you're, you're like, let's do Angel Has Fallen. It's on Netflix. And I'm like, yes. And then, but I didn't realize this is the one of the three that I've seen. There's, there's London Has Fallen. I saw one of them on an airplane. Is he the same character throughout, Jerry? I think so. He's, I saw the one where I think the White House has fallen or whatever, something. Olympus Has Fallen. Olympus Has Fallen. That's the one I saw on the airplane. Um, yeah. And I mean, the, Throughout the three movies, the biggest conflict is Jerry Butler fighting his Scottish accent. Like every yeah. other line, he's yes. got an accent. And- yes. Well, <laughs> they, yes, he does. But then they have the the heavy in the movie is played by this guy Danny Houston, who you've seen in Angelica's show. brother, right? Oh, is that and who he is? The, yeah, and he's the bad guy from um, Wonder Woman. Oh, I didn't see it. He's he's the bad guy in everything. He's he's the bad guy in everything. And in the beginning, they're making him out to be like, oh, he's a, you know, he's just uh, one of his colleagues. And you're like, oh, but we can't figure out who's behind this. And then you see the obvious bad guy sitting there. Right. Well, it's it's kind of. I wrote Danny Houston, Angelica's brother. In the first scene, he clearly will be the villain in the movie. Well, it's like it's like if Peter Sarsgaard. Yeah. I mean, Maggie, Maggie Gyllenhaal, I believe. Right. If he shows up in a movie, no, you're like, he's going to be the bad guy in this movie. Like at some point, he, you only hire that guy to be the creepy bad guy. Same with this guy. But this guy cannot do an American accent. And but they did the thing that I always say they should do. Because he's like, yeah, like right in the beginning, he's like, we launched some missiles because he's trying to sound American. But <laughs> then he's like, we launched some missiles. And there's like a bunch where he does the British pronunciation of things. I'm not sure if Lasso is involved, but he's at when he comes over for dinner at Jerry and Piper Parabo. What's up, girl? Yeah. House, 
She still looks good, but she it's weird. Good. Yeah, she was she was you know the hot up and coming actress, Coyote Ugly. Coyote Ugly. Yeah. But then like I don't I don't recall seeing her her in much, yeah, and now she's just the wife, like right. you know, saying goodbye at the door kind of thing. And right. it's sad because I think she was you know a decent actress. She but is. What what else was she in? Let's see, Coyote Ugly. Slap her, she's French. Uh oh. Cheaper by the dozen. Is that a. Oh, she was Mark the. Wahlberg? She was like. I, no, that's Steve Martin, I believe. Oh. Uh-huh. It's like she, she was. I think she was probably the oldest daughter. We watched that with our kids a couple years ago. Um, there's nothing here. Cheaper by the dozen, two. Yeah. It's. Oh, she was. She did one episode of House. Was cheaper by the dozen two called Baker's Dozen or something? That like, would be good. I don't know. It just says cheap. I don't want to click on it. Uh, Beverly Hills Chihuahua. Is that the Taco Bell? I believe that was around the same time as the Ch- Taco Bell. I think it's the same dog. Like it didn't, wasn't it based on the commercials? I think it was. Yeah. Um, one, one episode of Law and Order, Order Criminal Intent. Looper. That's the one with Joseph, Joseph Gordon-Levitt. That was actually entertaining, I believe. He Bruce Willis. Yes. Um, Covert Affairs TV show. She was on that for four years. Oh, so that's where she got paid. Yeah, that's good money. 75 episodes. Yeah, she got paid. Yeah, Covert. I give her. Yeah, that's like a CSI type of thing, right? Sounds like Yeah. yeah. Um, Oh, and she's in some, well, Angel Has Fallen. Now are they going to make a, I imagine this is the third in the series. And if it were up to me, they would continue to make the House Fallen. This should be like James Bond. Just, just keep going. Yeah, yeah. Oh, what, what I was saying is that Danny Houston can't do an American accent. So at one point, he comes over to their house for dinner to reminisce about the old times when they were. I don't know. They're these movies. The guys are always in a lot of wars, like The Rock. They were like talking about all the wars they were in, but there's no like it's all like covert wars. And these guys get together and talk about all the wars they were in. And at one point, Piper Parabo goes. So you're, you were raised in London, right? And he's like, yeah, my dad was an expat. I grew up, you know, across the pond. So it explains the reason that he can't do an American accent. And they could do this in every movie. It just takes one line to not make you annoyed with the guy that can't say, that says words like missile. Oh, he's not, wait. Oh, he's half brother of Angelica Houston. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, born in Italy. Right. Right. But he's always the bad guy. You see him and you he's just know. You know what he's on? He's on Succession. Succession. Oh. Succession. He's, what was? He's, he's like. He works a ton, but. Yeah, he's on. He's like one of the. Um, one of the Rupert Murdoch guys, like right hand men. He's the one that tries to broker the deal. Yes, when they're yes, gonna yes, like, yes, They yes. go to Italy and they try to broker a deal. Um, yeah, he's on that. Uh, so the point, this, the, the plot, and I assume everybody's seen this movie because it's incredible. Uh, the drone scene alone, just for the drones. I think I tweeted that's it's the pinnacle of cinematic achievement and just don't, I, you cannot so question the, that. The premise is somebody was able to get like 200 blow up drones to attack the president while he's fishing, right? What's on those drones that they make big explosions? Like, I don't know. We we did outbreak on this show where the bombs come come down on parachutes for some reason, but those, <laughs> you, do you, if, I don't know if you noticed those bombs were not small. 
They were huge. They were huge. Like bombs are big because they they need a lot of stuff in them that explodes and shrapnel and whatnot. These bombs, very tiny, huge explosions. But it looks like a like a flock of birds in a di- from a distance. Yeah. And then Jerry, yeah. Jerry Butler is like the Secret Service agent who's best friends with the president. It's kind of weird. Yeah, it's it. Remind- They're real close, and then he's what? He's taking off though, right? He's leaving, right? Well, so it re- it reminded me of what's that show where Kevin Spacey talks to the camera and he's the president? Yeah, I know what you're talking about though. Hard, hard landing. No, the <laughs> president, the president show. Anyway, he yeah. on that show he was best friends with his Secret Service duty guy, but that's because they would suck each other's dicks sometimes. Like, do you th- <laughs> do you think uh, forty five knows the name of any no. any uh, secret service? No, of course not. He can't. No. He probably has that thing where he can't recognize faces, you know. So he's a, he doesn't <laughs> well, know any of their names. He's had a rough. Yeah, he's, he seems to be slowing down. It's well, he's you know, it's would be my guess that there's a lot of rumors about him using lots of amphetamines, and it just. Just based on anecdotal evidence, I would say there's there's some truth to that. Uh, so the the plot of the movie is Mike Jerry Butler is the president's like head Secret Service guy. But then they, they're talking about promoting him to director. Director of what? Right. Well, that's, he's already in charge. Well, no, because the no, but he's only in charge of the president's detail. The Secret Service is like all over the country. They're do they're the ones that investigate like counterfeiting and stuff. Like there's all sorts of secret service happening okay. besides with the president. Imagine though, but you know, like the presidents get like uh they get secret service for like the rest of their life, you know? And it's like, imagine you gotta like hang out with HW Bush or even W or even Bill Clinton. No, I would say Jimmy Carter everybody got knows, the hot everybody sun. Kn- yeah, Jimmy Carter would be a drag because he was constantly going on like peace missions to to you know not fun destinations. You, my politics are clear on the show, but I think W would be all right. I think yeah, that would well, be he a mountain bikes. Decent. He paints. He's, he's you know he's kind of doing things that are. I mean, you don't want to be fighting. You don't want to be the Secret Service agent assigned to the guy fighting malaria. Yeah. Like Jimmy Carter, those those are some rough missions. Do you think? Do you think the guys on Obama's detail are like, "Hey, man, um, there's a lot going on with the country. Like, we could kind of use you." And he's like, "Oh, sorry, J.P. Morgan over here needs a speech." Or he's like, "I gotta go to Martin. I gotta go to Richard Branson's island. Too busy." No. <laughs> um. Yeah, he's he runs the security detail for the president. And he's their best friends or something like that. And he, but he's in talks for promotion, but he still goes out. He goes out and trains with his buddy and his buddy has like a Blackwater type operation. Yeah. Right? This he's is Fancy DeVos's mercenary brother's army. dream. Yeah. Eric, Eric uh, Prince. Prince. Yeah. This uh, is it. He's got, so they're, they served in, you know, Nicaragua together, the Congo or wherever they did stuff. They don't really get into, I guess he has a special forces background or whatever. Um, but he's got problems. He's popping Vikes. He's got a bad back. And he go, at one point he goes to the doctor 
And the doctor's like, what do you do? And he's like, he's like, uh, it's part of the job. And, you know, I'm injured all the time. And the doctor's like, what do you do? And he's like, computer sales. And I was kind of like, why does he need to lie about his job? Like you could probably see him on TV a lot. Why couldn't he just say I work secret service? Why did he have to pretend like that wasn't yeah. what he did? I thought that was kind of weird. Well, yeah, I, I think uh, there was no, there was no devil's advocate or somebody just challenging the scriptwriter. Like, yeah, but that doesn't make sense because of this. There's nobody doing that yeah, at any that's point. During that's a the good script. point. That's a good point. Other than whoever snuck in Danny Houston's line about being an expat. Um, nice to see Lieutenant Daniels has been promoted. <laughs> yeah. From the, his yeah, West he's Baltimore good, detail. He's had a good run after starting his career off as a dirty cop. Yeah. And always having that stink on him throughout the wire. Right. He's, he's made it. Right. Well, yes. Yeah. He's, he's, Doing well for himself. Now he's, he's Mike's boss. Is it, he, is he retiring? Is that the deal? Like he's, Mike's going to be taking over for Lieutenant Daniels from the wire. Is that what I'm supposed to take away from this? I assume he's the director that Mike wants to be. And we didn't really describe it, but the explosions. So Morgan Freeman, the president is in a fishing boat by himself, right? Yeah. Yeah. He's, and then Jerry Butler has to like double back when he sees the swarm of no, drones. He's the Vicodins aren't, he's gotten dizzy. He's out there on the boat with him. Remember, he's like, it's cold. You must love to fish, Mr. President. All right, he is with, he is with him, yeah. but he's still. Yeah. That's, that's what's good about this movie is it gets right into it, you know, like, and then, they, <laughs> and then you've got a pretty old seeming Morgan Freeman. Yeah. Well, they and had to, he, they, you know, yeah. he's, he's one of these guys that is, Oh, seemingly older than he looks because he had some rough years uh, in the seventies. He's still pretty old, though. But I'm, I mean, he he's got the gait of a guy in his late nineties. He's born nineteen thirty seven. Okay, so he's in his eighties, yeah. but he he acts like somebody in his late nineties. Yeah, yeah, he does. Well, they they definitely had to CGI the part. So. Oh, when they're swimming underwater. He's out on the boat with him and then he has to call for backup and his buddy comes out and like takes over on the boat. And then he's driving back on the boat. And I was wondering to myself, is driving a boat is a job skill of a a secret service guy? You figure they would get ferried out there by actual boat drivers, but they do their own boat driving. He's got, he's got like backup out there with him. Right. Yeah. They've got to do it because- they they have to manage every detail right. except for the detail of keeping the president safe. Yeah, and I I just feel like all of a sudden all of these uh, all these drones fly in and the Secret Service. This if you're working in the Secret Service right now, give us a call nine four nine four six four eight two five seven because this movie did not do your profession any favors. <laughs> Yeah, it seems like not a tight ship. I'll say. So they're like, hey, what are those bats? And only Gerard Butler, our greatest living actor, is able to go, those are drones. And he's like aware of what's happening. Yeah, but keep in mind, the screenwriter was probably inspired by those stories of the Secret Service in South America or Central America. Where they go get they go get pissed. They do recon missions and and they go fuck the hookers and get wasted. Uh, but so he's 
these these drones come in. You know, I was sitting here the other night. I was flipping channels, and the original Terminator was on, and it was the best part of the movie because it's like Michael Bean like talks to the um to the um, closed circuit camera. He's like, he will not stop until she is dead. You know, and he's like, yeah. and then immediately the Terminator shows up and just starts shotgunning everybody in the face. And I'm sitting there watching that. And my son walks in the room. He's watching it with me. And he's like, dad, why don't they make movies like this anymore? Where somebody just comes in and just starts killing everybody. And I'm like, I agree with you. They should, but this, Angel has fallen is pretty close because these drones come in. They are fucking things up. Dude, like, well, like that movie Extraction. That's another movie. Just yes. mashing happened. Yes. There's just people getting mashed. Just guys are getting their faces blown off. A guy gets blown up and launched like 75 yards into the lake. There's dead bodies, dead polices everywhere. It is so good. But Mike recognize it right recognizes it right away. And he tells his secret service buddy, he's like, throw the president in the water. And he just fucking flings Morgan Freeman in the water, like a sack of potatoes right before a bomb, a drone bomb blows up the boat. The president's on. So then Mike dives into the water to save Morgan Freeman. The problem is he's like 300 yards away. You figure he would use the boat to get closer to the present, not immediately dive into the water. He had to swim so far. And then like you're saying, Morgan Freeman's real old. So they had to CGI both of them in the water. Like it was obvious CGI when he's like, dive deep, just like butt snorkeler 2020. I think it was the weekend CGI crew too. Yeah, I didn't. I didn't feel like I felt like that was the over overnight shift CGI people. Yeah, well, they they farmed it out to Korea or India because they had to pay for all these all this name talent that they got in the movie. There's like a lot of a lot of well known faces in this movie. Uh, so, but then immediately we find out that so Morgan Freeman lives, and so does Mike. But everybody else is murked by the drones, and we learn immediately that Mike's DNA is all over them evidence and he's got 10 million dollars in an offshore account he's clearly been set up now the 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 but they're still at this point they're still trying to have the viewer think they 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 believe the viewer still is unsure who set him up right yeah but it's odd. even though yes, there were yes. uh, uh, some heavy-handed scenes in the beginning yeah, yeah establishing yeah. how well he knows danny houston and how yeah, you know yeah. this, like Very- you have to suspend disbelief. And also... Oh, and Buster Scruggs is the vice president. Yes, Tim Blake Nelson. Great actor. Also, another very familiar face in the presidential cabinet, Ed. Yeah. Mick McAllister. Last, uh, last scene... You know what? I am embarrassed. Yeah. I didn't catch it. You yeah. sent me that screenshot. Yeah. And then I saw it again. I was like, how did I not know? Yes, this is, I know. This is, this is your greatest pull that I've known you to have well, on the podcast. Last, last you saw him, because I saw this movie in the theater, and I remember going, holy shit, that's Mick McAllister. And then I was watching it this time, and I was like, why do I know that guy? And it was driving me crazy. And then I'm like- You're like, wait a second. That cabinet member, I recall him yes. standing beneath the basket, the basket during a technical. Yes. And being much too old to be in high school. So Mick McAllister <laughs> has gone from 
doing time in juvenile hall, more than likely, to power forward for the dragons to the like secretary of defense. Yeah, something. He's one of the senior guys around the table. How, housing and urban development doesn't matter. I mean, big time well, job. Yeah. Uh, um, it's not that big time if Ben Carson's doing it. Right. <laughs> so he's there. Um, and so he's he's been set up. And so the plot is, the point is, is that this guy, Morgan Freeman, is like about to normalize relations with the Russians. So we're not going to need these mercenary armies anymore. That Not that we ever did. Um, and Danny Houston's like, hold on. If he... That's going to blow up my business. So he teams up with the secretary of state or the uh, vice president, Tim Blake Nelson, Buster Scruggs. <laughs> and uh, and but then somebody's investigating and you'd be surprised to believe it. Jada Pinkett is a no nonsense kind of investigator. She yeah, she doesn't. She's not falling for any bullshit. <laughs> I've but, never I've never seen her play the no nonsense person. No, but. My question to you is this, they, tr- part of the way they frame uh, Mike, Jerry Butler, is by transferring $10 million into a secret account in his name. If you've got $10 million to, f- to set somebody up, it doesn't seem like your business is, being, is going that bad. <laughs> That's right. If you're that cash rich, you know, like what's. You're worried about, you're worried your business is going under. What are you talking about, dude? You got $10 million just laying around. Yeah. And that, that attack, by the way, it put the president in a coma. Right. Oh yeah. Yeah. Like, like he was, he was swimming with them, but then eventually he went into a coma. Yeah. That's a good point. That's a good point. Yeah. They're both, they both were swimming. I'm exhausted from that (laughs) swim. All right. I'm out. They're both unconscious. uh, And so, Mike has Mike eventually has to clear his name. They do that thing where they're like, we're transferring you to a um, high security location, but we're going to do it by driving on a dirt road with just a couple of like regular, like low rent cops driving, driving you in the paddy wagon. And then like two other just regular cars with no air support or radio contact or anything, or just go out and drive on this dirt road in the middle of nowhere. And surprisingly, when they do that, the bad guys are able to attack the convoy, but they don't realize they're dealing with a super soldier, Gerard Butler, because he fucking wrecks those guys. They're, they throw them, they kill everybody. They throw- That's a good scene. They throw him. Yes, they throw him in the back of the suburban where he's handcuffed, and there's four or five guys in the suburban with him, and he fucks them up. He's strangling dudes, he's elbowing guys in the face, he kills (laughs) all of them. And then luckily, we're not that deep in, you know, we're probably like 45 minutes into a two-hour movie at this point, where after he's killed all the guys, he goes, he picks the lock. On his handcuffs, he gets like a paperclip or something. Right. He's, <laughs> he's MacGyver yes. 
and the Terminator. He's everything wrapped into one. He picks the lock and he recognizes, he pulls off one of the ski masks and he recognizes the guy as one of the guys he beefed with during the training at the Blackwater yep. facility where he's like, I told you, you should have trained like it's real life or whatever. Uh, and then he's on a mission to clear his name, right? He steals an eight, a couple of militia pussies, get the drop on him. Well, he, he, this, doesn't he go... Doesn't he go to the cabin in the woods at this point? Yeah. So he, well, first the militia guys get the drop on him. Then he, oh. then he steals, first he steals an eight, then he steals an 18 wheeler. Then he steals a truck. He's also <laughs> like a really good petty criminal. Like he knows how to hotwire and stuff. Um, and he eventually heads out to a secret location where his, where a, an old hermit has, like a, like a prepper, you know, he's- have, have you ever seen a character whose voice matches their look? No. More precisely than this? No, no. <laughs> it's amazing. No, it's that voice is the voice of a billion cigarettes yeah. smoked. Yeah. It's his surprise casting. His old man is Nick Nolte. Who's not Scottish as far as I know. And, no. There, his dad helps him, but Blackwater eventually finds him, but his dad's got all the land booby trapped and stuff. Yeah. His dad's like one of these guys who's off the grid, but has 19 TV screens inside his cabin. (laughs) And and all sorts of weaponry. And yeah, (laughs) he's Uh, like the Unabomber, except with all the technology inside his shit. Yeah. And he's got, he's got bombs like out in the, out in the woods and just like all sorts of shit. And so Blackwater, and again, these are trained mercenaries and it's just one puffy Gerard Butler and his extremely ancient drunk dad, Nick Nolte. And they fuck up all these mercenaries. They blow them up. They shoot them. They just fucking destroy them. And then they line them up. They, they drag all their dead weight bodies and put them all on the porch and then he signals, then they, then they lamb it out of there, right? In the dad's truck. Yes. Yes. And he signals, he writes down the longitude and latitude and like signals to an overhead camera, like here's where you want to go look. And so Jada Pinkett, who's investigating him. And, and her, she's a no nonsense investigator. Yeah, she doesn't fuck around. She's not buying any bullshit. She, and also, and I'm not trying to shame in any way because, you know, Jada Pinkett's a nice looking woman, but she, she did a little extra talks for the movie. Like there's not much movement. There's not a lot of expression. No, in any face muscles for her, which isn't fair. Women shouldn't have to do that. I agree. Right. Uh, but they, you know, it's Hollywood's a tough game. Maybe that'll It's change. a tough game. Yeah. yeah. But I really think this was a perfect example of like, she didn't need to. I'm sure she would have looked great. She would have looked great. And this, yes. she looks suspiciously dead faced. Yeah. So um, they eventually, um, they're, so they're on the run. And eventually he and his dad, he's like, look, dad, he's like, I've brought you too far. He's like, we got to part ways. I got to clear my name. I'm going to steal that car over there. And he's like, I haven't done much for you, son. And they, they split up. So. Then um, D- Gerard Butler is like, I'm going to go clear my name. So I'm going to go to the hospital. Oh, wait. <laughs> yeah. First, who would be there? First, we forgot about Jada Pinkett. Jada Pinkett and her partner are like, 
hey, these guys are all Blackwater guys. We should go to the Blackwater location right now in a helicopter. Without backup. No backup. Just two of us. And they go there and they're like, hey, so anyways, we want to ask you a couple questions. And Danny Houston's like, yeah, whatever. And puts a puts a shoots them both in the chest and then shoots them both in the head while they're on the ground. Again, I feel like you would have possibly been able to lie your way out of that situation where you could be like, I don't know what you're talking about. Like, I don't I don't feel like he needed to murder them right away. Right. But right, because what's the end game now? Right. He's he's on the run. That he can't have that thriving Blackwater business. And yeah, he's done. Like it's over at this point. They're on to him. There's but he's like, you know what we're gonna do? We're just gonna go kill the president anyway. Like I thought he had a I thought he had a This was about his business at right? first. I thought, I thought he had financial gains as his motivation, but I guess he just wants to kill the president just because Well, so Tim Blake Nelson, so Buster Scruggs can right. like give him a pardon. Oh, this, right. Yeah. That's my guess. So he's like, we'll just head over to the hospital. And he kind of did kill the president because the third act of the movie, the president isn't really alive. Well, yeah. I mean, that's true. It's, he's, he doesn't do a lot of moving. After the boat, you didn't see a whole lot of acting out of the president. No, he was he was getting a paycheck. Right. So, but he's again like they had this plan. This drone plan was incredibly well thought out, planned. Like it should have worked, but it didn't. His next plan is like let's just drive over to the hospital that he's in with some guns, and we'll just kill yeah, him. Let's let's be like the Joker in the Batman movie with Heath, Heath Ledger. Yeah. Yeah. So they head over to the hospital. Meanwhile, Mike also heads over to the hospital and he uses the old, I'll just steal a cop's uniform trick. Right. And it's completely effective because he, he's like, he hijacks a cop car and points a gun at him. He's like, I'm going to need you. He's like, get in the trunk. And he takes the guy's uniform and then he calls on his radio. He's like, we've got an active shooter out here. So that's like a diversion. And then, so basically it's the exact plot of both Star Wars A New Hope and Return of the Jedi, which had the exact same plot as Star Wars A New Hope, except it had Ewoks in it. Wow. He, di- he diverts their attention because he knows there's only one guy at the back door. So he's, <laughs> he cruises in and he pulls a gun Masterful on the, movie. On the Secret Service agent, and the Secret Service agent is like, Mike? And he's like, Yeah, Brian, sorry, but you know, we only put one guy at the service elevator. What? <laughs> Policy. <laughs> the, the president's life is known to be in danger. We're just, we're just having one guy hang out that can't even get the drop on another guy. And they don't, and if the president is in like really bad shape, all of the equipment and all the doctors come to him in some sort of bunker. You don't just put him. Yeah. We're going to put him on the third floor of general hospital on the East wing. Yeah, He goes to, he goes to an, an unknown location. For instance, when president Dick Cheney was, you know, when things were getting hairy around nine 11, president Dick Cheney was taken to a bunker somewhere. No one knew where he was. And same here, except they just take him to the regular hospital where anybody could kill him. Anyway, Mike, Mike makes it. He just goes up the elevator. He's got a hostage. He goes up the elevator. And when he gets to the top of the elevator, he essentially turns himself in and goes, look, guys, you know, I didn't do it. Here's 
the reasoning and Lieutenant Daniels is like, all right, take the cuffs, cuffs off him. Like there wasn't like a real big burden of proof for Mike. He's like, right. He didn't, he didn't have to do too much to, to get in. He'd been accused of trying to kill the president and they immediately took his handcuffs off and escorted him into the president's hotel room or a uh, hospital room. Yeah. Um, and then it's like, basically I'm surprised they didn't have like a curtain and the president with like a hospital roommate. Yeah. <laughs> it, was, yes. it was that kind of hospital. Yes. Like what? Yes. Is that where the president goes? Then, so then, um, Danny Houston and his boys, the Blackwater guys, they stage an all out assault on the, on the hospital. And they have like a helicopter there to, to rescue them. And I feel like they, shouldn't they be able to protect the airspace? Like, isn't, don't, isn't it like impossible to fly anywhere near the president is going to be without yes. getting shot down by a national guard? Fighter, yeah, but like we've established 93. that the yeah. Secret Service is not right. on their game in they, this movie. They have air support, and so they got to get the president there. Once they realize that the uh, – oh, that's the other thing. Gerard Butler is an IT expert because he's standing there like at the nurse's station, and the nurse is like, oh, this glitchy computer, and he's like, what's going on? And she's like, <laughs> she's like, I don't know. It worked fine last week, and he's like – Get on your, uh, go into the back end and check and see if there's any IP addresses from sentient technologies. And I'm like, what? (laughs) Right. He's best known for mashing bad guys. He's he's also like, knows how to, he knows Linux. Well, maybe maybe he was working, maybe he's working on that shit at his dad's off the grid 19 monitor yes technology yeah, hub. well it runs in the family he hadn't he, he hadn't seen the dad in, in five years or something but right he knew he's doing all this beat while morgan freeman looks like he's one of the characters in awakenings he's just sitting there he doesn't he's like 50 cent in, yeah. in uh what do you call it he's he's not doing <laughs> anything another he's just staring off into the distance and i can't tell if they were trying to show that he's groggy but he never becomes ungroggy the rest of the movie because they can't they can't like swear him back in as president i think they he can't have his wits i don't know i i just i'm just like giving them the benefit of the doubt it should be noted well first of all this Den of Thieves is the other Gerard Butler movie that we expected to be as good as Angel Has Fallen, which but was nothing right. even close. No. Um, we it should be noted that while all this is going on at the hospital, a couple Blackwater mercenaries show up to like either murder Piper Parabo. They go to Mike's house, which you yeah. think would have some Secret Service at it because his wife and kid are there, and who knows what's going on. He's on. He's on the run. Right. But it's, it's unprotected. And so she comes in from the grocery store or something. And there's like these two Blackwater guys and they're like, Hey, you know, they like try to play it cool for like 0.01 seconds. They're like, Hey, um, Mike sent us, wait, it's not safe for you here. And she's like, wait, you heard from Mike. And then immediately they pull out guns and they're like, you're going to need to fucking come with us, bitch. We're going to fucking rape your ass. Right. What was the point of acting? Right. Just do the second thing first. Yeah. Right. And then, so then these guys are like trained, like SAS mercenaries, like the best of the best. And they're immediately, quickly, and without incident, dispatched and stabbed to death by a 75-year-old 
hermit. <laughs> Nick Nolte, who somehow knows Mike's address, shows he, up. Nick Nolte looks and kind of sounds like um, the the troll that lives on the mountain in the uh, yes. Yes. the Yogi Bear yes. Christmas special. Totally. He looks like him. Yes, he does. That must <laughs> be what they modeled him after. That's very good. Uh, and then she... So then Piper Parabo standing there with the baby and Nick Nolte's just fucking knife murdered these two dudes and um, they're like bleeding and she's like, who are you? And he's like, oh, I'm your, I'm actually Mike's dad. <laughs> and she's like, prove it. And he's like, then he says things that would be very easy to know about somebody if you just knew them a little bit. He's like, well, his middle name is Jameson. Like... <laughs> Well, he's got all those monitors. I'm sure one of them is focused on them. And I know your middle name. Like I could easily pretend to be your dad if the, if the need be. And then she's like, and he's like, and his mother's maiden name was DeWitt. And she's like, okay, well that works good enough for me. And then she goes, oh, he's like sort of injured his eye while, while fucking up two trained assassins very easily. He's got like a little gash on his eye and she goes, oh, that looks deep. Let's clean it up. What about the two adult male bodies that have all of their blood running out of them on the patio, literally at your feet right now? Are we going to discuss that? Or is that maybe no, that's a little not, more? Maybe that's a little more important than the scratch Nick Nolte got on his eye. <laughs> um, so, meanwhile, we're back. Everything takes place at the hospital. Um, they have to. They run to an adjacent office building because they have like a heat style shootout, which is kind of badass with the Blackwater guys. The Blackwater guys have like 50 cal rifles and they're just murking like every guy in the secret. Everything in sight. Yes. Just like everybody's getting shot in the head. It's actually kind of good. Mike and Lieutenant Daniels and a couple other guys that are about to be dead shuttle the president over to an office building and then they barricade him in an office. And then, um, Mike's like, guard this door with your life. And, and the, also he's like, conserve ammunition, which is weird because the Blackwater guys don't have to conserve ammunition. How come the good guys never have enough bullets? <laughs> There's like a, yeah, we only have one box left. This, you guys got to split it. This, the, you're the government. This is the department of defense. Like you got all the money in the world. You guys don't got enough bullets. It, it, the pre, Somebody already tried to kill the president. Like you should have everything there that you need. I mean, and they got a helicopter circling. So the odds are really stacked against them. But Mike's a smart motherfucker. What we, what you don't realize. And I, if, Hey, if you don't want the big twist from angel has fallen to drop on you right now, or it's not the big, it's not like a big twist. It's not like a six cents style twist. No, there's not. But the Blackwater guys make an assault on the office where, Morgan Freeman is hiding with Lieutenant Daniels from the wire and they make, they kill all the secret service guys. They make their way in only to find that Mike has hidden Morgan Freeman in an adjacent unprotected office. He had, he left the secret service snipers out front of an office that Morgan Freeman wasn't in. And then what's, what's, Blackwater's going to search the whole fucking office building. They're never going to find him. Could be anywhere. 
they didn't they have all this technology they can track down the president they know all these things but then they don't bother to track which room he's in he's in a he's in a different room he's guarded by lieutenant daniels eventually then but still they these guys have all the weapons they're um they're hunting mike throughout this office building eventually they're shooting at him like around corners and stuff and then eventually he runs into one of the uh one of the bad guys who attempts to tackle him? <laughs> Lots of equipment. Shoot him in the head, dude. Also, a, a surprising lack of police presence. It's either so Secret Service they're or coming. nothing. They're coming. There's Danny Houston keeps saying, we got to hurry. The cops are going to be here soon. What? I mean, the president was in your hospital. You didn't throw a couple extra cops at it that day? Just pay some overtime? couple extra boys in blue. Eventually, Mike wrecks the whole team. And as you may have imagined, it comes down to a, a fist fight. Well, hold on. He makes it to the top of the building where Danny Houston's about to get on the helicopter to escape. And Mike has procured himself a large rifle. And he gets to the top of the building. And there's Danny Houston right directly in front of him. He's been trying to kill him for the whole movie. And for some reason, he doesn't shoot him. And Danny Houston pulls out a gun. He shoots at Mike. They kind of go back and forth. They end up in a pretty badass fist fight, to which I say. This is a most unreal, unrealistic part of the movie, though. He's. What's the difference in age between these guys? Because they're supposed to. <laughs> right. One guy looks like he's in his 60s and the other guy's just a puffy. And it's pretty nine. even. It's pretty yes. even. He's Jerry Butler's been able to. He was handcuffed, and he he murked easily five Navy thirty-two-year-old Navy SEALs, no problem. And meanwhile, he's fighting this tubby sixty-eight-year-old guy, and he's he's like, I don't know. He's got Angelica Houston moves. I, I can't. But it's a pretty even fight. It's an even fight until eventually Mike's got a knife and he stabs him, I guess, through the lung because it goes like under his like armpit. Yeah. Just like through like above the ribs on the side. And Danny Houston knows it's over. You can see all the blood running out of him. And uh, that's it. He kills the bad guy. Does he? I can't remember what happens to the helicopter. Does he somehow like shoot that down? Oh, that's the other thing that happens. He's. He's fighting his way up to the top floor and Danny Houston throws or his one of his guys throws a grenade down and it lands right next to Mike. Mike throws, grabs a body of a guy he's just killed and throws it on top of the grenade, but with himself on top of it. So, he, yes, he's sort of shielded by a from a grenade by the the just the another thing made out of human flesh. I mean, he, he would have been maimed in that situation at least, yeah, right? Like he right. would have lost a hand. Yeah. He would have lost like a hand and below the knee on one leg. Yeah. Um, but every, everything's restored. Like Morgan Freeman's well, the Tim president. Blake Nelson gets, Buster Scruggs gets uh, arrested. Like as he's confidently walking out of yeah. the building. Yep. Um, yeah. Yeah. And then he gets, he gets promoted there. to director. Right. And we're set up. I have to think yeah. there's an opening. Maybe Mick McAllister is vice president. It's, I mean, Mick McAllister's had a come up. 
Like things have gone well for him. Boy, oh my God. This Gerard Butler was so beautiful. I'm just looking. He's got like the Caesar. Oh, yeah. He's got like the Caesar cut from when he was in 300. Yeah. Peak of him. Okay, hold on a second. I'm just looking to see. There's if- a scene. There's a scene in uh, Rock and Roller. Yeah. And it's three guys in the car. It's Jerry Butler driving. Yeah. Idris Elba Oof. in the passenger seat. Oh my god. And Tom Hardy in the back seat. Gorgeous. That's the most beautiful car in the history of cars. Now, Jerry Butler and Idris Elba are like normal size guys. I think they're like six foot, six one ish. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Was Tom Hardy, were there any visible phone books (laughs) or like a booster? Well, he was in the backseat. So there's probably a booster. Something that he could, he could, he's beautiful though. Uh, he's gorgeous. The lips, the lips on that oh guy. My. Oh Woo. God. So kissable. Uh, okay. So I'm just looking at, I'm just looking at, uh, at Jerry Butler's uh, IMDB here because you know, it tells you like what, what they're about to do. So he did angel has fallen 2019. I'm assuming there's a going to be as another has fallen. Sequel right. We got Olympus, London angel. There's gotta be a new one. And at one point, did you catch when they're like, they're doing a news report of about him when he was on the run? And it's like, President Trumbull's angel has fallen. Mike, Mike, whatever his name is, is on the run. Mike Banning is on the run. Like that, that's, they tied it in there. I don't see, luckily. Well, there's two problems with the, the sequel along the same lines. One I mean, how many terms has President Trumbull gotten oh, at this that's point? That's true. That's true. It's is, a lot. Is he in the first also, three? Yeah, he's this, the president. Oh, okay. Yeah. And that's why they're such close friends. Yeah. Um, but more importantly, I don't know if President Trumbull has too many. No. Uh, you know, he he's down to like 5% on the battery. Yeah. Yeah. It's not. And, you know, Morgan Freeman, he's a legend. Uh, you wonder Maybe like, he's protecting Mick McAllister in the next movie. Is there, is there not a laser treatment for that skin condition? Yeah, it's a lot. It's a lot. It's, he's getting tagged in. You know, we're in HD now. I'm, you know, I mean, I'm just saying like, it seems right. fixable. Cosby, he's in the joint. Like the, he's got the same condition. Uh, he's in the joint. I don't think the prison doctor is going to get out the scalpel and take care of all those skin tags for him. But this Morgan Freeman, he's working. He could get that laser done for sure. Oh, he's rich. Yeah, he's rich. Um, so FYI, Gerard Butler's IMDb page says nothing about another in the has fallen series, but it does say this den of thieves to Pantera. Oh, it was postponed. Oh, was it? It says it's in pre-production. Hold on. Let's just click on it. I think the production was postponed. You know, it was the first one was so terrible. Oh, my God. And well, hold on. Because it's got 50 Cent listed in the cast of the new one. Oh, oh that means they're planning him. on flashbacks. We, flashbacks. Killed, we killed it in the first one. He died. They can't part with an actor of that caliber. Oh, he's so bad. Him and him and Pablo Shriver did it. 
They're o- they're over. So it well, you've got O'Shea Jr. Yeah, playing a British guy. Oh, he was so bad. That was so bad when he did the British accent at the end. Oh, oh, that's tough. Yeah, you might. Oh man, that was tough. <laughs> like what is that Australian? What? And also, that movie was so boring. And um, and if they make a sequel, I'm definitely gonna go see it because I'm like. They can't, they have to have got it right. It has to be wall to wall action. But for our uh, bonus content, I reviewed a truly boring long movie. Yes. What was that called again? The last days of American crime. That was two and a half hours. Thanks. It was a lot. Yeah, that's tough. That's tough. Um, yeah, listen to that on our bonus content because Ed discusses it there. We should kind of have a rule unless it's like something really amazing. I say two hour limit on the movies I mean, we review. Those Michael say, Bay's. You know, if it's, if it's a, like sometimes we'll do a quality movie. Yeah, if it's a 210, we're done with Michael Bay. Right. Like, like if there to, was, there if, was a humor to them, but like we're, we, we can't do any more if, of his. If total recalls like two hours and 14 minutes, then of course we'll do that. Or Cobra, right. if Co- there's no way Cobra's over 91 oh, minutes. I think that could be 88. Yeah. That could be like that's, There's no way. They knew how to do it back then. They didn't make them too long. Cobretti didn't have much to say. Mary, the script for that movie had to be like 16 pages. Is, that, is it another one? That, I'm just going to, I have to know. Is it another one that he wrote? Because he like, he wrote that. He wrote that last one we did over the top Cobra 1986. Ooh. Oh yeah. It's an, it's an adaptation. And what did I say? 88 minutes. It's 87 minutes. 87 minutes. (laughs) Okay. Well, if we could find that on a streaming service, well, by the way, I I forget, maybe we talked about this, but when I was, uh, I was reading about Beverly Hills Cop. Yeah. And a Cobretti was what Axel Foley was going to, it was going to be Axel Cobretti. Shut Oh, was it like the same writer? This woman, Paula Stallone Gosling? Would st- no, but Stallone took, I think it was like they, they were thinking about Charles Bronson at one point. It had been kicked around and then they started tailoring everything to Stallone and he wanted it to be Axel Cobretti. Oh, interesting. And then ultimately that movie was like two thirds ad-libbed. That was Eddie that Murphy at his sense. peak. I ain't falling for no banana in the tailpipe. Yeah, not all of that was ad-libbed. That doesn't surprise me whatsoever. But it He's... was Axel Cobretti, I believe. Wow, what a talent. Um, amazing. Okay, any? let's see if there's any trivia in this movie. The vice president speaks of Russian Russia tampering with the U.S. election, though this movie gives no time frame for Donald Trump, U.S. president, being in office. Well, that's not really a trivia. Uh, yeah, and also, yeah, Putin has been a known commodity for a long time. Yes. So yeah. you know, Trump's spin on guy. it, like how how yeah, he was a bag man for the KGB. Yeah. Trump getting involved in this is more just Trump, you know, being who Trump is, but like Russian interference and all that shit like that, that was a known commodity during W's time. Yeah. This is way, you know, Obama, we all knew that they were just, they were evil doers. Yes. Um, Production on the film 
had to be delayed by three months to allow oh, Gerard Butler time to recover from an injury he received while riding his motorcycle. He's the ultimate man, Gerard Butler. He's so manly and he's been on Stern a couple times yeah. and he's just so chill because, you know, he's just like he would. He was Got a good life. six months, six months away from graduating law school and being really? a barrister over there. Shut up. Yeah. And he's like, I, I just wanted to do Hollywood or something. And like, he's become a big yeah. earner. Did he, so, he yeah. must've realized he was gorgeous. He's like, I was about to graduate law school. And then I looked at a mirror. Right. But you know, that's the type of guy that he's so confident and so yeah. chill. Yeah. And he's having such a good time yes. with his life Ugh. that, yeah. He's he's the best. He's the most relaxed interview you ever see because he's not he's never trying too hard. I saw, he seems it's like just, a, he seems like a good dude too because I saw he was like in the Malibu fires. I think his house survived, but like all of a bunch of his neighbors' houses burned down, and he was like just out there like in the neighborhood helping out and like commiserating. He's a great dude. He's. Yeah. I mean, he's, there's only so much balls deeping a guy can do, you know, like he gets, he probably gets up, he gets balls deep in the morning and then he goes to yoga and stuff, helps out, helps his neighbors dig out from the fire, takes a couple meetings. And then in the evening he'll get balls deep again and then repeat every day. What he's not doing, I notice he's definitely not doing the 300 workout at one point in this movie. Remember? Oh, we forgot to talk about this. He comes home from the training with Blackwater Yes. And you and the smoky, the one, smoky yeah, training scene. You're one of these. Oh, I'll just, I'll just get, put my dirty body in bed at night and go to sleep. Whereas me, a civilized human being, I take a shower before I go to bed. I do not go from a training exercise or a workout and get in bed. He comes home all sweaty. I shower multiple times a day, often he, in the summer, twice a day. He comes home all sweaty and dirty with his gear on, with his boots on, and he's upstairs in the house. And she's like, are you going to take a shower? And he's like, I don't think so. And he jumps into bed with her with his dirty clothes, fouling their bed. In his defense, if Piper's asking I mean, me, I mean, I what am I doing here? I jump into. Yeah, but then she's like, she's like, take a shower. He takes off his boots and then he gets up and he walks into the bathroom and you see him start to take his shirt off. And then he goes around just as he starts pulling it up, he goes around the corner. So you can't see the reveal of his newly minted dad bod. It's all right. Yeah. It's okay. Hey, he's living his best life. Um, Gerard Butler. Uh, oh, wait. Like with Olympus has fallen and London has fallen, Morgan Freeman has openly admitted in interviews that he did this movie mainly for the money. Yeah, as, you don't say. Right. As he explained, <laughs> why not? As he explained for the previous two, money. It's the third in a series. It pays better than the first one. I get to play the president again. It, I'm in a successful series. I'm working with a guy I really admire and like. It's perfect. When asked whether he still felt fire in his belly with regard to acting, he said, I enjoy it. I still enjoy it. I love making movies, but it's more like smoldering embers now. No, I'm going to say that fire is out. Yeah, I would say so. Um, Gerard Butler and Morgan Freeman are the only two actors reprising their roles for this installment, thus being the only two actors to appear in all three. It's because everybody gets murdered. There's no, no one. Yeah. McAllister, the yeah. door is, is, is open for him. Um, Piper Parabo replaced Rada Mitchell as Leah Banning, Mike's wife, whom Mitchell played in Olympus has fallen. Oh, 
we had a we had a Darren Darren situation here. First two movies, he had a <laughs> yeah, but but first Darren was dismissed because he was gay. Right? Who's Rada Mitchell? Do oh, I she know was her? in Man on Fire. Oh, she's Aussie. Um, you know what? She's she's good looking, but yes. she's older than Piper Parabone. Yeah, but I bet they're around the she's, same age, right? She, she's she's forty six. Yeah, forty six. And what is Piper? Piper Parabo's got to be right up there too. Piper Parabo is forty three. Okay. Oh, is she? She's younger than me, huh? Halloween, nineteen seventy six. Uh, wow. Um, when Mike Banning is seeing a neurologist, he is given he has given a false last name. I asked about this. Mister Jameson is later revealed that Jameson is Mike's middle name. Oh, maybe because he doesn't want it to getting back to his work that he's uh, that he's on Vicodin. He said. He said that he was trying to cover up. Yeah. He didn't want to. Right. Um, Nick Nolte played the role of a Vietnam veteran in this movie. In real life, he never had a chance to go to Viet- Vietnam due to a felony case years before. However, he felt incomplete for not being able to do it since at that time he felt obligated to fight in Vietnam. I'd much rather act it. Um, oh. Wait, Aaron, what? in the second movie, Aaron Eckhart, gorgeous, is the president. Reportedly, there were no plans to have Aaron Eckhart return and play the role of the president as the second film. It's mentioned that Asher is over six years into his presidency and the maximum time for U.S. president is two terms. Um, so Morgan Freeman took over the role instead. You know, that happens to Aaron Eckhart. I wonder if he's difficult to work with because remember, he was Two-Face in the or he was Harvey Dent in Batman, in Batman yeah. and then they just like well you just gave away the ending for Two Face. Oh sorry. Um <laughs> Morgan Freeman. Oh he Morgan Freeman was Speaker of the House in the first one and the second one he was vice president. Um almost only half the production budget of Olympus has fallen. Look at Parabo's husband. Forty million dollars it cost to make this. So much CGI. That CGI is getting cheap. Uh, oh, in a recent interview, Gerard Butler stated that the franchise might get as many as three more installments. Yes. Who's I'm there? Oh, Danny Houston replaced somebody else that I've never heard of. Okay, who's who's Piper Parabo married to? I just sent you the picture. Oh, you did? Oh, well, I was looking at my eyes. And I sent you a picture of Nick Nolte. Oh, wow. Who's this guy? He's got the, so he's doing this thing where he's bald, which is fine. Guys, if you're losing your hair, just shave it. You look fine. He's a New Zealand-born American actor. But he's doing that thing where he has to have a real creative facial hairstyle. It's a huge, a huge soul patch. It is a real, it's a real clit tickler, this soul patch that he's got. It's very. That's an awful term. What do you mean? (sighs) Why else would you have it? (sighs) What other He's, he directed Get Carter, the remake. I assume he didn't direct Michael Caine in the 60s uh, and directed episodes of Friday Night Lights oh, and Sons of Anarchy. That's a good gig. TV director gets you paid. That's a good gig. Um, all right. Anything else to add, Ed? That was pretty fun. No. I enjoyed was, this. I enjoyed I'm, this movie. We will definitely do reviews of all of the Jerry Butler Fallen series. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I think feel like they're all I haven't seen the other two but I feel like they're going to be pretty similar. No, they're, they're the same exact movie. Okay, all right. 
No, I'm saying any future ones. Oh, we don't right, of course, do of course, yes. Oh, yeah. um, but I think we just saw Morgan Freeman's last version. Yeah, I mean, I don't know. He likes the money, but he's pretty. He can't be the president, but maybe they'll do a thing where it's like he's got some. In, he's he's re- retired or he's no longer in office, but they. It, there's something only he knows and somebody wants to kill him for it or something. And Mike's also, I'm basically, I'm writing it right now. Mike is also, he's detailed himself to be with the president. Cause only he knows how to suck his dick properly. Much like Kevin. Who's the, who's the pedophile? Spacey. Spacey when he was the president. I don't know. We're spitballing here. We'll figure it out. Uh, all right. Good job, Ed. Appreciate it. Yeah, good job, us. For Ed Daly, my name is Brian Beckner. This has been... And for... Oh, and Larry Minetti. And for Larry Minetti. Yes. Uh, Larry Minetti, Ed Daly. Go by Ed Daly's... Congratulations, Baller Podcast. That's going on my Instagram momentarily. Uh, For Ed Daly, for Larry Minetti, my name is Brian Beckner. This has been episode 325 of the Baller Lifestyle Podcast. We will see you next week. Styles baller podcast getting bigger and not smaller. Broadcasting weekly, that's what we do. With Easy Ed Daily and the man Jay Stew and Brian Beckner, quick to dissect the week in sports and culture and whatever. Talking loud, covers conundrums, my brothers. Reviewing some movies and shows and others. Top podcast, man, no one is above us. Five star, even the haters will love us. And we're not trying to talk politics a lot. We'd much rather talk about dicks a lot. Shit's so hot, man, you know the shit's on top. Top podcast, man, it really hits the spot. Listen up, you players and shot callers, TBLS, the lifestyle's baller. And you know the show is so flawless, TBLS, the lifestyle's baller. Listen up, you players and shot callers, TBLS, the lifestyle's baller. And you know the show is for all us, TBLS, the lifestyle's baller. TBLS, the lifestyle's baller.